TLDR. I am your host, Hunter Guthrie, small business owner and wealth advisor. And your co-host, Jake Webster, real estate advisor and entrepreneur. We connect Alaskans with the leading voices in business and entrepreneurship and the experts that help them get there. Brought to you by Coho Financial, Legacy Realty LLC, and recorded at the First Rate Financial Studios. Welcome into the episode today, guys. Today we are joined by the new owner of Echo Lake Meats down in uh, Saldotna, um, Eric Watkins. Welcome onto the podcast. I'm glad to have you here. Thank you. Glad to be here. I'm excited. Let's talk about meat and food. Talk and about meat food. Heck yeah. Okay. I was hoping we would. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, hey, being the new owner, but I mean, you have an interesting path into it. It's not like when I think of, uh, you know, somebody owning a shop like that, it'd be a family business or have some sort of tie to that world, but that was not your case. So um, what were you doing before yeah, before I, the uh, the meat shop? Yeah, so real estate, um, you know, real estate broker for for over 15 years and been in real estate, um, helping other people uh, with their sales and purchases and picking up, you know, looking for rental properties along the way and, you know, start out driving the truck and working on the slope doing, you know, like most Alaskans, I think everybody's got a, a history of different, um, different jobs. I think until you kind of find, I don't know, um, love real estate still, but, uh, this was really intriguing. This meat market in town, um, two owners previous to us, each owner had it about 20 years and each person, each, you know, owner brought something different to the table. And I think for us, it was really a, tra- a transition going on in the world and looking at where food's coming from and where it's sourced and just excited to, you know, Part of it's, you know, I, I've never done it before, but their part is just exciting to see what we can do here locally to um, encourage small small time farmers and ranchers to produce food for the community in light of, you know, seeing storage shelves empty and supply chain issues, which, you know, you start going down that rabbit trail, you know, what's that lead to eventually and uh, what can we do about it here as our neighbors as you and I, what can we do about it? Yeah, no, I love that. I mean, I think it's um, a very Alaskan thing, right? We import so much stuff. Um, but yet at the same time, we like to be independent. Um, yeah, we do. <laughs> so it's a weird conundrum, right? <laughs> we're so independent. That's why we've moved here. But then we find out that once we get here, that we're so dependent <laughs> on where we came from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's an interesting thing. I mean, we try to be independent in our own ways, but uh, yes, when it comes to our food supply chains, it's, Definitely not mostly from here. Yeah, especially in these metro, you know, areas, these urban areas. Yeah, I know I've talked to people in Kodiaks and out in the village and different places uh, in Alaska, and, and they just, they're like, oh, we're fine. We shoot our moose, shoot our caribou, we get lots of fish. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's in these bigger cities um, where, you know, we're not all shooting moose and mm-hmm. catching the amount of fish we want, you know. So what can we do for our fellow neighbors, I think, is what I'm looking at, too. Yeah, I think that's an awesome mission. And also, I mean, um, I I love steak and I love moose, but there's, you know, there's a big difference between those two things. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) Yeah. 
that's something we do. We make moose sausages for people, uh, meat sticks and summer sausages and uh, old-fashioned hot dogs. And it's really fun to um, brainstorm with uh, somebody that brings in a moose. Like, what do you want? And most people are like, ah, I just want burger and steaks and a roast, you know. But uh, you get some people like, yeah, well, I've never actually thought about making old-fashioned hot dogs. What do, you know, what do they taste like? Well, here's a sample. You know, try them. Come back, let us know. Um, mm-hmm. You can put jalapenos in them and high temperature cheese. So they, when you're cooking them on the grill, they got nice grill marks and um, they're juicy from the jalapeno and they got a little cheese. So there's a lot of really fun things you can do if you're getting tired of just, um, you know, moose burger and uh, moose stew meat, except a lot of people like that, but there's just other options out there to make it fun. I'm I'm really regretting not eating before this episode. <laughs> <You're> really, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna make it. Make it. No. What uh, we're gonna talk about food? Yeah, this is gonna be a struggle for me. Eric, how how did that come about? So the real estate into a meat meat shop. Well, it's I I don't know. <laughs> That's I love it. <laughs> I, I I went in, uh, you know, we were customers before, and they Echo Lake is known for their beef bacon, so I'd go in there and get beef bacon and grab a steak uh, now and then, and uh, always talk to the owners, and they're like, hey, you know, we're for sale, you should buy us, and I kept thinking there is no, there's no way I have time for this, which is probably true, but I started thinking instead of saying I don't have time, start thinking how how could I make time i'm gonna to have to give up something i'm gonna to have to give up you know uh a lot of showing houses and listing properties gonna to have to scale back and put a lot of energy into this while still keeping my eye on on the real estate as well i just can't walk away from that it's um it becomes part of your part of your life um and you got friends that need help and you're working with people and you, so you're, you're it's busy plus it's busy it's it's never been like this real estate market's been crazy for the last two years as everybody knows mm-hmm. and um but uh, i also wanted to figure out how to carve some time out to to learn a new industry you know food clothing and shelter are pretty important and i felt like it's been you know 20 years uh camped out in shelter and i want to learn learn about some food and i love food food and people they go you know i love love cooking love grilling barbecuing um talking about different ways of of making and preparing food uh for the grill and and so the idea the owners talked about it every time i come in you should consider buying this i I definitely fought it for a year year and a half in my head then i started thinking you know there's there might be a way you just got to be more positive like how can we accomplish this goal instead of saying just there's no way you know Mm -hmm. what if right what if i did it what would that look like what if what would it look like and now you know, looking back a year, it's been, it's been a year, look in a couple months, a few months. And I just think, yeah, this, I can see where my whole life has been almost a preparation for this. This has been, this is such a fun business. You get to know the, the clients, their kids, their family and what they like and how they like their steak or their chicken. And, and then there's just ideas for creativity on what we, you don't, you know, what, what we could do next and, and how could we make, you know, the, the whole crew really looks at besides the, the door, normal day to day. There's also the creativity that comes into how can we 
help uh, moms and dads, busy moms and dads and families prepare the evening meal and have more time at home. Like, what could we do here during the day to make it? They just swing by, grab some chicken cordon blues or some beef pinwheels or or something in the case other than just steak and hamburger. What's something we could do to help create, you know, bacon wrapped dates, cream filled, cream cheese filled, maple covered dates, uh, put them on the grill. It's a great treat. You know, those kind of ideas is where we're trying to help to that five o'clock uh, drive at five, that that mealtime rush. And I've experienced it. You know, just being in real estate, you're busy all day at the office, like so many people. Mm-hmm. And you get off and you're like, what are we going to do for dinner? I don't know. I forgot to thaw out fish or hamburger. Or it. <laughs> well, so it comes down to making we we make the easiest decisions or the quickest decisions aren't always the healthiest is what i'm trying to say so it's been well let me i'm going to grab a pizza and or whatever and um this is we're trying to make some healthier options for uh for our neighbors so some of like some of the summer sausages we started you know we took out some of the pork trim and pork pork fillers and and put in really great um high quality beef fat uh uh, tri-tip fat and and then we started adding in some cranberries some sun-dried cranberries and and these kind of items to make it a a, like a little bit healthier uh summer sausage and the feedback has been phenomenal people love it you know throw in some some uh high temperature cheese some people like spicy so we've got some ghost pepper um summer sausage with some you know, cranberries and ghost pepper or sun-dried apricots and pepper jack cheese. It just makes it really fun. It so, does. It make it fun. And I think you're making both of us drool. So yeah, <laughs> we're like, both looking at each other like, oh my gosh, can we make it? Yeah. No, but I mean, that's, it's great. Like, and I love it. You're not just trying to be an average or normal shop. You're that's trying to super creative. Yeah. Have fun with it and make some cool stuff. What, yeah. what, what role do you, uh, do you hold there? I think um, a leader needs to be calm. It's crazy. And I don't want to react. I don't want to be reactive. I want to be calm in the storm and troubleshoot and and just try to calmly figure things out. I mean, it, you know, it's, every day it's, it's crazy. I had no idea until you get involved in it. You know, this compressor is uh, giving you trouble. There's a power outage. It blew the motherboard. So, like, you, you're constantly you know, troubleshooting, you know, this, we ordered this much of something and it didn't, you know, that shipment didn't come in. It got bumped till next week. You know, what can we do? Uh, do I have enough in inventory? What if I was heavier in this and lighter in that? And that, well, this person called in sick. Well, okay. What can we do over here? We're out of plastic. Oh, they don't make that plastic anymore. If you want it, it comes from Sweden. Oh, and if you want it, you got to buy a pallet of it. And it's like all these things are all these moving parts. So there's this algorithm uh, that, that is different every day to get to the finish line. And I think being calm and cool and I don't think you can really be creative when you're in a negative uh, environment or you're stressed like that. I think you have to go back and and get centered and sit down and just think like, okay, this is going to work out. It always works out. What am I going to do right now? What are my options? Mm. And the options flow when you're not stressed out or thinking, Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm hyperventilating. You know, like, Nope. It's going to be fine. We're going to get through this and uh, let's bring everybody in and get creative, bring the team in. Okay. This is what's going on. What can we do? And, and each day is full of challenges and it's very interesting. You know, here we are at the end of 
you know, the end of the world, on the edge of the world. Uh, and uh, if you need something, it's it's probably not going to be at the hardware store or, you know, it's not going to get here very quick. Right. So I think creativity is really key. And, you know, like a duck out in the lake, you, you don't see their feet paddling, but they're just calm, taking the waves on one wave at a time, one wave at a time. You look at the whole ocean, you start freaking out. There's so hmm. many waves. There's so <laughs> many waves. I'm never going to make it. But the ducks just paddle along one wave at a time, deal with today's problems today. And that's been really helpful. Really good team to really the best, the best, the best team. Um, I can't even call them employees. They are, they are just friends. And mm-hmm. everybody comes in. They work so hard. And they're so creative. And that's, you know, making that uh, channel open up for creativity and ideas to come from the bottom up is, is really a great way to go because you, you get so much um, feedback uh, from, from the guy on the front lines, you know, dealing with things and ideas. And uh, we're open to that. We want to, we want to do better each day. And um, knowing that just because this is how we've always done it doesn't mean we can't change it, you know. Um, mm. We embrace change, man. I love change. And well, sometimes you have to change. Yeah, and I mean that's a perfect statement. That that's what I was trying to circle in on. I, I mean, it sounds like you're passionate about this, but you're not. Your role isn't active in the sense that you're back cutting meat. You're you're managing a team and you're creating and you're allowing your team to to really show off. Um, yeah. And that, that's yeah. why I was wondering, it, it, it sounded like this was the ver- the first venture like this in the sense of a, a restaurant-style food kind of industry. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Yeah, first venture we've ever gotten involved with. We've been, um, yeah, never have done anything like this, which makes it really intimidating. But, um, you know, like the old, the, the previous owners told me, they, they were with a big smile on their face, like, Eric, think about it. <laughs> we're like ready to retire if we can do this you could do this mm-hmm. <laughs> and i was like but i don't know how <laughs> well that's like, well we're not gonna disappear we're gonna have a phone and so for the first few months I, I don't know how many phone calls i made but after a while you start you know it's you start realizing yeah you can do this you're gonna do fine you just you just gotta get through the the bumps and realize that you know abnormality is normal change is regular you know you just embrace embrace the chaos and you will be peaceful. I mean, there's always going to be something that doesn't show up or something that doesn't arrive or something that breaks. I mean, that's normal. So if you're expecting it, you're like, Oh, okay. I mean, I'm not expecting chaos, but, but now when, when crazy stuff happens, you're like, okay, so that's what I'm going to focus on today is I got to rebuild the starter. I got to get a new relay or replace light bulbs and, you know, whatever it takes to um, keep, keep the system running forward um happy healthy and safe mm. yeah so that i mean you're sorry did i cut you off no go for it yeah you're a broker at a real estate firm do you yes, sir. do you own that or are you managing a team there yes. okay yeah. yeah my wife and i own that i uh, started that right before the recession uh hit actually in uh, 2008 i believe so we we got the business license and the next day the stock market crashed six thousand. <laughs> <laughs> oh we're like, gosh. what? What are we doing? <laughs> well, that oh, over mortgages too, not just any right thing. It over mortgages mostly. So yeah, exactly. 
it was uh it was terrible but um a lot of the old old timers and people have been doing it a lot longer we had said you know hang in there if you guys can make it through this you're gonna you're gonna make it you know um but yeah real estate was uh we before that we were licensed with some local brokerages and finally felt like it was time to step out on our own little did we know the next day (laughs) (laughs) that mortgage-backed securities imploded I mean, hey, you're used to the chaos, and that's what I'm hearing throughout the life, yeah. the life yeah. theme right there. Well, that, and you have you have experience managing people, regardless if that was a team like in this in the real estate team uh, realm or or a bunch of agents underneath you. That's I w- I want to know more about that. Just your experience with teams, and it sounds like you're a motivator. You you're good at handling that stress and and help letting people do what they're good at. Yeah, that's that's key. You know, with real estate, everybody there's so many self or you know self-employed um, contractors. You're you know you work in a title company. You're a realtor. You're self-employed. You have a business license. You're uh, a mortgage, a lender. Your insurance. Everybody kind of has their their lane that they're licensed in that they're comfortable in. So you have this team, right? This team of people. It's very different in some ways from an employer-employee relationship. It's still a team. But the, uh, the the thing with real estate or any other business like that, you have insurance and mortgage, you have this, everybody has a team that they're working with. So you're a part of a, of a bigger team. And if things don't go well several times in a row, then you're, you're more than likely to change your, your team or, or make some adjustments and have a different team because they're, but with the employees, it's different. There's more, uh, there's a different level uh, I guess that, um, you know, you're, there's training. Now you're working with, you know, these are these awesome, this awesome person is now someone that you're going to have to work with on, an, on some issue, whatever it might be. And, uh, yeah, very, very similar, but also different. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, I, that was real, a great question. I say, yeah, realtors, you know, independent kind of commission-based salespeople, like they're, almost like their own business. So it's a different type of management style versus that, that technical employee. Right. So. Right. They're self-motivated and you want your, your employees to be self-motivated. And I think most are, but um, you know, when stuff does come up that has to be addressed, it's a little more difficult because you're not talking, you're, you're talking to, you know, a member of your team. It's very intimate at the same time, you know, mm-hmm. for versus, um, a bigger business relationship. I, you know, you're not going to go to a title agent or maybe, uh, I don't know, some other person that's in a, a different company and, and say, listen, when, you know, when I call, you always hang up on me before or whatever, or some, some problem. You, you never actually, you never pick up, you know, mm-hmm. it always goes to voicemail and uh, it's frustrating, but with, um, with your team in a tight, small business, you know, you know, not answering the phone and it goes to voicemail isn't going to work. So, you know, what, what are some roadblocks we can remove to make that easier an easier choice? Hmm. It sounds to me like you're really qualified to take over a business managing. I I mean, at least in, in my perspective, I think managing real estate agents is, is probably harder than a traditional employee, but the tools that you learn there, uh, I mean, learning to empower and motivate and let, let someone rise to the challenge that's i i know i went into real estate uh wanting more 
freedom, I guess, and autonomy. Yeah. Autonomy. And yeah, I think a lot of employees still look for that. They want to be valued and they want to show off their, their talents. Yeah. But I there's, have, I have a good example of this. So like, some, like I, I'm in the insurance world, so it's exactly right. I'm a commission based, like boss would be like, Hey, go to work. And I'm like, you don't pay me. So it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I don't have to listen to you. Like I do it to cert, at a certain level, but at the same time, like I'm not an order taker, you know, I'm, I, I create my right. own business and everything else. So yeah, it's funny how you're motivated to, I think self-employed, you have different motivations and sometimes you say things like, I've heard people say things like, well, I'm not, I'm not in the mood to call that client back right away, you know, but as an employee and the phone rings, you have to get in the mood really quick. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the trade-off is if you can make those hard phone calls and problem solve and troubleshoot, solve the problem in either avenue it's great um i think it does have it has helped helped you kind of grow up i guess a little bit versus uh i I look at it like every day you walk in you put your pants leg on one leg at a time so does every employee so does every person in this in the organizational structure they're they're doing the same thing just because you own it doesn't mean you're you, you you're putting your pants like any different than anybody there you know so don't you know, just have to stay humble, I think, and stay down to earth and realize, you know, like, just like with customers, you know, every employee is going through struggles that I don't know about. I, don't, I can't imagine. And same with customers. They walk in the door. You don't know. They're having a bad day, good day. You say hi to all of them. You're friendly. How can we help you? If you need any help, holler. You know, you just never know, you know, especially there's so many things that people can fixate on or focus on and stress out about in these last couple of years that just um, a little bit of grace, I think really goes a long ways, you know, just a little patience, you know? Hmm. What I, it's totally up to you, but what do you have a practical example of that without naming names, putting anyone on blast, how you've approached uh, a situation, I guess, someone who's not that motivated, you need them to get something done. How do you, cause I, just going back to the real estate thing, you've learned how to motivate someone who literally can tell you no, which has probably made you very equipped to handle employees in a very gentle way that can't really say no. Like what what does that look like practically? How do you how do you approach someone like that? Well, that's a really that's a good question. I could think about it for a long time and but I think my gut feeling is is just that you know, un, unlike well let me say this. I, I think that it's not always money that's the motivator that mm-hmm. people need. They sometimes just need to talk talk through a problem and uh, or need an ear to listen. You know, mm-hmm. um, you can say to a you know to a real estate agent, "Hey, you're you're not going to get a commission unless you get this done. <laughs> this is required. This is standard operating procedure. You have to get this done. And how you do it's up to you." But as long as it's legal and ethical and all that, you know, you've got to you've got to make this call. You've got to fill out this form. You've got to do this properly or you're not going to get paid when payday comes. Uh, employees, um, a different um, I mean, to a certain degree. Yeah, a lot of similarities. But um, I think just someone saying I don't want to go to work today or I, I don't want to I'm, I'm going to be late. It's like what what's really the problem? And it could be, um, it, it could be a, a lot of things, but I think just, just talking about it, like, Hey, you know, um, 
I'm trying to think of an example that that's fairly common. Um, you know, hey, you know, I'm I'm trying to think of something. Uh, being trying to be creative. Hey, you're you're always an hour late. Um, just wondering, you know, is there something um, I can help you with? Well, you know, I are, is your alarm clock not working? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm, what can mm-hmm. I help you with? Well, actually, my you know my truck doesn't start, and uh, I've got a problem with the battery, and I've got to jump start it every morning, and I know that when I go to bed, and it's just I I haven't been able to get my ducks in a row to get get a battery to get my trucks jumped or whatever, and it, it could be you know I remember talking to to one. One person, I said, you know, what's what's the um, one thing, you know, and, and I thought, you, your back's hurting, you kind of limp a little bit, and I'm like, yeah, my my boots hurt, and I'm like, really, your boots hurt? And he's like, yeah, you're, he or she. I just went down to the hardware store and got another pair of boots, and I'm like, okay, and then gone, problem gone. It was it was that easy. It was a pair of boots, and it mm. was like, hey, appreciate. You've been here a long time. I appreciate you. This is a gift. Um, take good care of them. They're yours, you know. So, like, I don't know, looking at it, like, you know, there's a physical problem likely involved or, you know, something you can talk through. And um, I don't know, everybody's had a boss where they, they call you in and you're nervous and you're like, oh, great. And then they're like, hey, you know, then they'll pull out some infractions you know you've been late five minutes three times in a row you gotta stop doing that here's your warning uh you're on probation so you walk away from that experience feeling really bad negative Mm -hmm. and it didn't solve anything Mm -hmm. really it just created more fear and anxiety and what's that going to do it's going to take away your creativity and your motivation right Mm -hmm. yeah every time yeah yeah, that's a. I mean, I think it's ca- encapsulates some good leadership rules, right? You gotta, you gotta try not to bring the negative, bring the positive to the, the, inter- the interaction. Yeah, getting I mean, yeah. out of that authoritarian yeah. role, you're yeah. you're being a helper. Yeah, how do I help you get this done instead of <laughs> cracking yeah. a whip? Yeah, I think helper, um, servant leadership, servant mentality. You know, uh, they're here to help the company. You're here to help them. If you help them, they help the company. You know, it's 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 um you're, you're a leader, you're a problem solver, you know, um, doesn't always have to be a write-up situation where negative energy starting to grow. And, and I, I, yeah, nobody likes that. It hasn't ever worked for me very well either yeah. in the past. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think most people are, you know, led with a carrot instead of, you know, motivated by a stick. So <laughs> yeah. exactly. exactly. I, there, there is, I think there's some, you know, that yeah, there's the stick a lot of research coming out the yeah. positive. I was just talking, yeah. uh, I was talking to my mom about this earlier today, actually, positive reinforcement over negative reinforcement. It's, I mean, I'm, I'm really hard on myself mm-hmm. and I, I, I am, I guess, developed growth is growth is developed in me better with a cheerleader rather than a, a slave driver mentality. Yeah. That's something you're, it sounds like you emulate well. Yeah. That's exactly how I'm motivated. If, if I'm, you know, if, if, if someone comes at it with a positive attitude and has a cheerleader approach, it's like, you will go, I will go to the ends of the world for that person. You know, they, there's, I will come in late. I'll leave early I'll, or whatever it takes. I'll, I'll jump through hoops, you know, to make it happen. But you got this certain people who just expect it. And there's something about that expectancy of, of perfection 
that almost grinds you sometimes. But if someone's like, wow, thank you so much. You know, I didn't expect that. Then you almost want to go even more, you know, like, wow, got a happy, happy person. And our customers are, I mean, our customers and are really, they're really great. And they've been, um, I'm sure it's, they've been patient, you know, taking on a new owner. <laughs> the customers take on a new owner too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> They're like, don't you know this stuff already? And you're like, yeah. I don't know it. Sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> so is, is that, um, is that leadership trait or the way that you lead something that's just been trial by fire? You've, you've, I'm sure you've learned as you've gone along or is there a practical steps you've taken courses classes books that have helped yeah i think um that's a good question you know a lot of it is um books studying uh, always kind of staying current um and just in trial and error you know and, and like thinking what what would you want if this was you am i you know yeah you're really frustrated right now you want to bite my head off but if the roles were changed what would you really want? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then putting myself in your shoes for, for just a few minutes and just going, okay, I don't know what he or she's going through or whatever, but let's just try a little patience and loving kindness and mm-hmm. see where, <laughs> see where that takes us. You Man, know? that it's so hard to do that when you're getting your head chewed off though. <laughs> <laughs> Practicing oh. that. My goodness. That's impressive. Yeah. Just don't chew their heads off. Yeah, just don't, just don't chew off. their heads off back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, let's see. Um, what else? We're trying to bring in some lots of good seafood. We're traveling uh, when we can get away. We went over to Kodiak for some training and uh, went to a seafood school and learned some really cool techniques from the Sea Grant Institute over there. They have a marine or laboratory and we got in there with some really great equipment and started making some some really fun uh, salmon sausages and salmon salmon meat sticks, so snack sticks basically. Hmm. Um out of different Alaskan seafood products. So brainstorming, being creative and, you know, knowing the, the health realm you can stay in, it's gotta be cooked at this degree for this many minutes at this temperature, et cetera, et cetera. But staying within that safe zone, what can, what can you do? You know, and there's, there's things that are being made and created on the West coast that we don't do up here yet and haven't ventured into and don't have a recipe for maybe but that collaboration talking with these professors and trying these things out in the lab and seeing what they taste like and coming up with um you know what what could we do to um to, to implement this for our people and this of you know more seafood more using seafood in different ways um Anyway, we came back really excited. We did some traveling down to the Oregon coast and California coast and talked to seafood shops and, I mean, dozens and dozens of seafood mm-hmm. shops looking for connections, trying to find, you know, uh, things we don't have in our store. Yellowfin tuna, um, just different fun fun seafood that um, we can bring in. So that's that's been part of the journey. Is, is trying to add to some of our, you know, Alaskans love our seafood and our part of, of the state. We, for some reason, we're, we're kind of landlocked in here. We're close to the ocean, but we don't, for some reason, haven't had a lot of no uh, the pr- kind of products that you'd have if you went to Seward or Kodiak or, you know, um, Ketchikan. You know, they have 
tons of Dungeness crab and here in Soldatna, where we're going to, you know, we don't have some of these seafoods are hard to get here. So trying to break down walls and find ways to bring in some really fun. Um, I had some Chilean sea bass, I don't know, a month ago, and it was so delicious. Um, had never had anything like it before. Similar to halibut, but really juicy. Mm. And um, did some study on it. It's actually a Patagonia toothfish. They catch them off in Antarctica and chunks of ice floating everywhere. And they store their fat in their meat instead of their liver, like like cod. So you have cod liver oil. That's because all their, their fat stored in the liver. And these uh, Patagonia toothfish stored in their meat. And you throw them on as cast iron skillet or on your barbecue grill. And all that comes out just like butter. It's super delicious. <laughs> Are they commercial commercially harvested? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah you That's can, yeah. Check them out on YouTube. It's really hardy fishermen um, getting covered in ice and icy cold water to get them. They're down pretty deep, and um, but you know, you, it, you could take some of these products and and mix them with some salmon, and now you you've toned down the salmon and brought in a lot of fat and juice, so it's not dry. You're not eating a dry salmon stick. Mm -hmm. You're eating a juicy. So there's just all these little ideas that start putting two and two together and finding out what's available, following your protocol. There's room to, there's a lot of room. There's mm -hmm. a lot of room. That was so interesting to me to get up here and find out that, uh, it was hard to get Alaskan seafood, let alone seafood from out of state that was fresh yeah. and, uh, it's just so much cheaper to send it down on a, on a barge or, you right. know, uh, you know, in a big uh, insulated, you know, freezer van and then ship it back up here later. But that keeps adding to the cost and the cost is bared by by the consumer. So we're trying to, you know, put our heads together with different distributors. Mm -hmm. And and is there a way we can get uh, our hands on some of those products before they leave the state, even though it's, you know, maybe not cost the best uh, the best financial plan for that that company selling that product but it benefits you and i if we can get that on our hands because now we, we can get that cost down you know a third or a quarter and, and make it into something that's more affordable instead of just for a special occasion right what's the what's the choke point down down that supply chain where they it's more more lucrative to send it out of state and get it shipped backed up because wouldn't it wouldn't it cut down on costs to have it processed here is it I'm, I'm assuming it's the processors they shipping yeah it a lot of it's processed here and then it comes to you know storage space we all you know only have so much room in our freezers and how much can we you know enjoy locally and how many restaurants are going to carry that that line of product through the winter you know, do they expect to sell a thousand pounds three thousand mm. pounds times 10 restaurants there's thirty thousand pounds i can hold that in my freezer but but what if we don't? So now it's May and I got 15 or 20,000 pounds of, you know, uh, Dungeness crab or black cod, you know, sable fish, you know. Um, so I think we're it, it's going to take some time to develop those markets and relationships with mm -hmm. restaurants and with customers. And then, you know, just the instruction and the teaching and the example of, hey, this is how this is how I cooked it. It turned out really good. What do you think? And, and here's a recipe card. Take it home and try it. Let me know what you think. And so it's it's it takes time. It takes time to develop that. And uh, it's 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 new. It's a newer mm -hmm. market here um, for for a lot of that stuff. 
Does, um, yeah, it doesn't even make sense, right? We produce so much seafood, but, <laughs> you know, you'd think we'd source most of it and just ship it straight to the restaurants or so on and so yeah, forth. Yeah, or even grocery stores. I mean, there's yeah. consumers that would want something. I That's just so mind-boggling to me. Consumers do want it, and it's just the logistics of how do we do this. And, you know, I was in conversations today with some seafood companies, and their biggest, their first question is, how many pounds do you think you could move this winter? Yeah, it's always the (laughs) downtime. I'm "I'm the new guy. I don't know. I don't know how many pounds of that product I think I can move. But if I have it in the case and I can hand out cards and explain to people what they taste like, then that's the first step is is getting the customer knowledgeable about it so they can get off work, come, you know, swing by the store, my store, another store somewhere else and say, hey, I want some of this. You guys have that. I want to try doing this, uh, you know, this recipe. Mm. And this is, it's going to take time. But I think once it, once you break through that, I was talking to one, one of these guys and he had started out over in Seward and back in the early days and they would, he would go around to restaurants with some halibut and say, Hey, this is what I got. I'm here getting your halibut from, but this is what's available locally. And I think he had to give out some free samples and kind of, you know, help them. But once, once they got going, now they've got a strong, local halibut uh, market over there in Seward, but it took a lot of hard work for a lot of years, but I think it's, it's, it's work worth investing in. Um, this is a game changer for us now and for our children and in the future, you know, being able to, to have more meat and seafood from Alaska, stay in Alaska for Alaskans. And it's just slowly, I mean, everybody, yeah. Nothing like a awesome Harris Ranch Angus steak, but um, <laughs> no one's growing those right now up here. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's only one Harris Ranch down in California, but but we could develop we could develop those 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 products. Uh, we don't have any Alaska Wagyu yet. You know that's all being brought in, but with enough time and enough creativity and money and investment, someone's going to have some Alaskan Wagyu at some point. I know it, you know, I, I think, I, I don't know when I know up there in Delta junction, they're the beef and the, the bison up there is really, is really going well. 2020, yeah, 2020, um, opened up. A lot of people went to the store didn't see the kind of cuts they wanted and called the in-state, um, cattle ranchers and said, I like to order half a beef or whole beef. And those guys started selling a lot of uh, a lot of product compared to years before when people had the mentality of just swing by the grocery store, grab a couple steaks on the way home. And all of a sudden, when that opportunity, that pardon me, that option was taken from you, then it was like, well, what else can we do? I'm starting to have panic. I, I need some steak or I need some chicken or whatever. So uh, some bison. So those those guys are backed up. A lot of them I've talked to, I don't know about all of them, but a lot of them I talked to are, are booked out a year or two hmm. on their orders for cattle, for beef and bison. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome. I mean, that's good. I think that's, it's correct. I mean, it, it makes sense now to think about it. Our state's so big and the logistics is so hard to get stuff around the state. And hopefully we can resolve that, you know, and especially just, you know, even to villages and further places, you know, that can't get some of that stuff as easy be awesome to see it be able to reach those markets and you know make a profit for people and businesses to do that yeah i agree i'm excited delving into it putting uh putting my energy into it and and so is the team and that's where we want to keep going that direction yeah i think it's great i mean now people just got to be connected with each other and like you said develop those relationships and it just takes time Mm. yep 
Yep, it's a lot of footwork. It's a lot of it's a lot of energy and an, an initial outlay of 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 profits or income because you don't you don't know how how well is blank going to sell, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, but you can't sell what you don't have on on the shelf. Right. So I look right. at it too, like you know, um, people are willing to try something new, and who knows, they might just love it, you know. So. We're trying to trying to have a nice, fresh variety. We're uh, really focused on local. It's just crazy. We kind of cannot stay in. You cannot keep any of these uh, Prince William Sound spot shrimp, you know, spot prawns in, in stock. Mm. We're going through them so fast. That's because they're, so <laughs> they're so good. They're so good. I still haven't got to try these. <laughs> you haven't tried the spotted shrimp? No. Oh, oh man, you're missing out. I'm starving it's... now too. <laughs> 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 Well, Eric, what can we or our listeners be doing to help you out in the business? Yeah, keep buying local, support local shops, and um, you know, definitely um, don't need to be buying your your meat from Omaha Steaks. You know, there's a lot of local, really great steaks, and you know, in Anchorage, Matsu, Matt Valley, Mister Prime Beef, Matt Valley Meats. There's a lot of really great creative stuff that's happening right here in the state. So. Um, I would definitely look at, um, I think it's Butcher Block 9 up in Anchorage has a beautiful selection of dry aged meat. Those guys are doing such a great job up there. Um, Their creativity and their quality is unbelievable. And it's amazing what they are making right here in the States. I would say, you know, shop local. Holidays are coming, you know, give give them some heads up and just go in there and find out, you know, come in and ask what's new. What are you guys making? What's um and there's just always something new being made. Yeah, a lot awesome. of great talent in the state right now. Yeah, so I love that. We have the the, the question we call it the. Um, oh, you want to do the question? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's just I think I've already prepped you a little bit before, but what is you think has been the the hardest challenge that you've had to overcome, um, whether in this business or in the real estate business, and like that's helped you grow the most or, um, something like that. Yeah, I think that's um, that's a that's a tough question. What's what one hurdle or one thing has helped you the most? Mm-hmm. I think faith, faith, just knowing we're gonna make it, we're gonna be okay. That you know um, we need to uh, work together. Together we can achieve more. Uh, and 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 society, um, it's we're we we were called the United States. We still are. We've just become so divisive. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not used to that. It's only it's only. I mean, it's been growing. I know, but it's uh, finding ways to take the divisiveness out of conversations. I think that really attracted me to the food world because it doesn't matter. You know, necessarily your your politics, your religion, your belief system. At the end of the day, we all like to sit down and have dinner with our families, our loved ones. So it's um, find common ground with people, and and focus on those conversations. What's what can we talk about that's common, and um, smile. I think um, I think everyone's lacking a positive, encouraging word of the day you know it's you know man i i asked somebody at the you know checking out the counter how's it going what's new another day another dollar nothing new and you know there's um there's discouragement and is definitely out there mm-hmm. so whatever we can do to encourage one another i think um a big smile and good to see you goes a long ways hmm. for me 
Yeah, no, it does. And I think you mentioned before, I mean, one thing that might have held you back is just, as you, I think you touched on it, but just lack of trust in others a little bit. Um, do you have any thoughts on that one? Do you remember what you were talking about before? Yeah, yeah I remember, um, you know, I, I, mean, I remember, you know, it's, it's still the same way. I think in real estate, you you trust, you have your teams and everybody, there's, there's teams all around. There's title company teams, mortgage lending teams, insurance teams, and, and you're, you're navigating your transactions through teams that you know well, and they align with your value system and answering the phone or solving problems uh whatever everybody has their 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 teams and um i think to to go from a comfortable zone of you have your your professional teams in place that they're always you know they're always got you they're they're going to take care of that issue that problem you know who to call Mm -hmm. i think jumping from that to um, I, an employee employer relationship and then having to build that team from scratch with people that you maybe don't know as well as you think you know them and and then informing that team is very challenging mm. um, but very it's very tight too your the sense of humor is you, you get to know people their sense of humor and uh, it's awesome yeah um but yeah, I think that was scary and I'm not scared about it now. I just had to go about, you know what? Everybody puts their pants legs on one leg at a time. And these guys have their fears, their worries. I need to um, get in there and be working the team with them and be, be a team player with them and be an encouraging force and be positive and uh, see where this is going to go. And so far it's going really good. I'm seeing creativity and positive energy coming from, from all, from the whole, the whole crew. Yeah. Really. That's awesome. I mean, and that's what you said. You want that, those ideas to flow up from the, you know, not necessarily the bottom, but yeah. you know, flow up from all the levels and give you, give you feedback. Yep. 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 Sweet. So people, people want to connect with you, um, your website, um, call. I mean, do you, do you guys ship out side of the salt yep. area? What, what do you guys do? Yep. Yeah. We've, we ship out or um, we, we can FedEx to folks all across the country. We get orders for different products, um, lobster tails or dried steaks and uh, drop them in a box and put some gel packs and send them overnight and they will love them. EchoLakeMeats.com and AlaskaFirstReality.com. Echo Lake's phone number is 907-283-9456. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll put that all in the show notes for them as well. Um, All right, guys, thanks for listening. Go ahead and give us a follow on our Facebook page if you'd like to stay connected. And if you want to go deeper with us, join our Facebook group. And here you can join the conversation, you know, share resources with each other and uh, network with other like-minded people like yourselves. And if you know someone that would get value out of the episode today, we'd be honored if you shared the show with them. Until next time, progress over perfection. (laughs) 